Kevin Newman has a 760 on base percentage this spring for the Pirates. Having some fun with Matt, that means that if he stepped to the plate a hundred times, he would reach base 76 times. Yeah, have your fun with grapefruit ball stats while they last. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. I also have daily shots of Steelers and Penguins if you happen to take interest in football and or hockey. Pirates beat the Orioles yesterday down in Bradenton by a score of 6-5. to five. They're 10-10-1 if you're one of those people that pays attention to spring training records, which I would never recommend. But more important than that, they won this game yesterday and have performed generally well throughout this month of March with exactly the people that you'd want to have coming through. And I can't say enough about how important that is. Yes, obviously they still have to do it in the regular season. When the Pirates show up at Wrigley Field on April 1, Kevin Newman's on-base percentage will be 0-0-0 just like everyone else's. However, they're making some good things happen. And from a positive standpoint, and I do emphasize positive here, because of all these good performances, I actually feel like right now, after just the 21 games, I can speak with near certainty as to what that opening day roster will be. And honestly, there there really isn't even much ambiguity to be had uh, on, on most of these counts. And if you think about the makeup or the general philosophy of the organization right now, you'd think that would be difficult because they have all these different guys in camp and different experience levels. And no, no, uh, barring injury or barring a trade of Adam Frazier in particular, the roster is about as close to set uh, as it could possibly be. But enough foreshadowing here. Here's what I got. Starting rotation is going to be Mitch Keller, who actually pitched at least a little bit better yesterday. He, he wasn't a disaster, so he, he's, <laughs> he's scaling up a little bit. He's been one of the very, very few disappointments in this camp, but he's also got just so much talent, so much stuff that it's also easy to see him just kind of breaking through and forgetting that this ever happened. You got Keller, you've got Chad Cool, you've got JT Brubaker, and you've got Stephen Brault. Let's start with those four guys because those are the four that are coming back from last season. Brubaker's the one variable in there. I've seen s- signs from him occasionally that make me think he's going to be really something, not, not, I don't want to say special, but solid. 
and then there's other times, nah, you know. But he has to be in there. He has to be in there. And the decision that was made by Shelton and Oscar Marine and Ben Charrington was to go with six starters or some form of a six-man rotation where they'll look at off days through the month of April and see how they manage guys. But that's also why they went out and picked up uh, Tyler Anderson before spring training and Trevor Cahill just this past week. Why are you adding old guys or older guys to the rotation of a team that's building with youth? Because you can't lay everything on the kids. You just can't. And there are so many innings potentially to cover in a year like this where no one knows what they're going to be able to get health-wise out of their pitchers with so many of them having been shut down or largely shut down last year. So that's your rotation. Bullpen, starting from the back out, I think Richard Rodriguez is going to be the de facto closer. I think you'll see Kyle Crick get some action back there as well. Don't rule out at some point seeing David Bednar, the, the Mars kid, who's had a tremendous spring for the Pirates, see some later innings. I don't think you'll see that right off the bat, but he's just been so good. And the Pirates, unlike the fans, have been watching him for a while now because they've been seeing him for a month straight down there. And he's he's dropping jaws. And again, not so much with his stuff, but with his command, with his ability to just flat out get people out. Uh, Chris Stratton, Michael Feliz, uh, they'll both be back. This is where it gets kind of vague because you have a lot of guys uh, who look like they could be in long roles or you'd be better off having them in a satellite camp built up as starters and then ultimately in Indianapolis as starters. Uh, Guys that jump out to me – one in particular is Miguel Yahure. I, I loved what I've seen from him. His off-speed stuff might be the very best in the entire organization. Uh, Will Crow has pitched well. Uh, Yahure came in the Jameson Tyone trade. Crow came in the Josh Bell trade. They've both been very good, but guess what? They've both got options. And let's never pretend that that's not significant at this time of year. If they can send you down without you having to clear waivers, they're going to send you down more often than not. The rest of the bullpen, I mean, Dwayne Underwood, who they picked up, uh, has, has he has some potential. They're not going to lose him. And that's where most of the rest of these guys are here, Chase and Shreve. Luis Oviedo, the, the Rule 5 guy, uh, if it sounds like I'm hemming and hawing over the bullpen, there's a reason for it because – the guys that I think will make the team are not necessarily the guys that I would put on the team to try to beat the Cubs on the 1st of April. You know what I'm saying? But there are moves that you have to make for the sake of the future, and Oviedo is the one that really jumps out here. I mean, I I don't think that anybody uh, would – dispute that he wouldn't be one of the guys you take but you know what you claimed him in the rule five for a reason and you do want to at least be able to make an informed decision before you send him back 
the the rest of this is this is really easy. I mean, you remember when we were talking about a shortstop competition and I might have been the only one saying there's no shortstop competition? This job was always going to be Newman's to lose, and he's doing anything but that. I mentioned the 760 on base percentage, right? Yeah, he went three for four yesterday against the Orioles, and he's just... He's on everything, and he's also having, like, good, solid at-bats, you know, within that. He's staying off bad pitches. He's not flailing. We saw him do things in 2020 we've never seen from him, not just in Pittsburgh, but at any level. The rest of it, the catcher, Jacob Stallings and Tony Walters, that's been in stone for a long time now. Colin Moran and Todd Frazier will share first base, I don't know that I've ever heard Shelton apply the term strict platoon to anything. So you might have, you know, some mixing and matching there depending on how games go and opponents and doubleheaders and so forth. But Moran's going to get the bulk of the starts, but he's going to share that position with Todd Frazier. Adam Frazier, if he isn't traded, again, will be the second baseman. If he is traded, then I think you're going to see some combination of Eric Gonzalez or Cole Tucker play there. As it is, Tucker's not going to make the team. He's not going to make the team out of spring training. There's just three guys for two positions already, and the Pirates are determined from the sound of it to carry 14 pitchers and 12 position players. I know that sounds like a lot of pitchers, but I'll repeat it. It's a very, very different year. The shortstop will be Newman. The backup middle infielder, or I should say the backup infielder across the board, will be Gonzalez. He can play third, short, and second, and he can play all of them very well. The third baseman will be Cabrian Hayes. If there is a baseball god, he will play 162 games for your Pittsburgh Pirates. And in the outfield, we've known all along it would be Brian Reynolds and Gregory Polanco at the corners, and I've said from the very beginning, Anthony Alford was my guy in center field, and then all Alford has done is come along and hit the ball, play through, not not completely play through, they shut him down for a couple days, but battle through, uh, getting hit on the wrist. He's he's hitting 261 with a couple of homers in 23 at-bats. I, I really wouldn't place a whole lot of stock in what that means for good or bad. They just really wanted to see him look like he's staying on the ball, and he's done that. He's done that. Man, have they done extensive work with him in the batter's box. They feel like they know he can do everything else. He is an exciting baseball player. You will enjoy watching Anthony Alford in center field at PNC Park. And what that leaves for the roster is just a reserve outfielder. And I have to think that's going to be Dustin Fowler, uh, not Brian Goodwin. Uh, Fowler is a, a younger player, more of a prospect type that the Pirates picked up from the A's, Goodwin was brought in really as a, a parachute in case things went bad with Alfred. Uh, I kind of sniffed that out very, very early in the spring when I was down there. Uh, I like 
Goodwin. I like what he could have brought to the team, but I'm also not about to argue the 14-man pitching staff. If there is a 13-man pitching staff, somehow, some way, if they end up changing their minds or they they like what they see uh, of enough guys and their flexibility, I think you could see like Cole Tucker make the team because Cole has shown that he could play infield and outfield. That would be my 27th guy, if you will. But, you know, Cole can – Cole can go down on options. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get waived. So it's too bad for him, but I'll, I'll say I'll say something to you that I've said to him. He needs to hit the ball. He needs to hit the ball. Every other part of his game is major league. He needs to hit the ball. Uh, how many wins will this team have? I don't know. I'm still not there. I'm still not there. I don't think they're going to be a catastrophe. That's as far as I'll go for a prediction right now. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the good people over at the North Shore Tavern. That's right next to Mike's Beer Bar on Federal Street, directly opposite PNC Park. They're sister establishments. Mike's Beer Bar has the 500 beers, and North Shore Tavern has steak on a stone. Simplest way to think of them. Go check them out. North Shore Tavern, also the planet's only Pirates Bar. PLM asks, hitting this spring has been really encouraging. Last spring, it was non-existent. Is this a random variation, hard work, a team becoming comfortable in a good way, certain to tail off, all of the above, or what? <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of ground you're leaving uh, open there for possibilities. Uh, the Pirates are hitting the ball very well this spring. I am extremely leery of reading too much into this. I've been more interested in how they've pitched and how they've caught the ball. They've pitched quite well. They've caught the ball better than their numbers would suggest. They've, they've had a lot of errors. Bradenton is just not the place to judge fielding, not statistically. I think they'll be okay defensively. I don't think they'll be great. I also don't think they'll be bad. I think they'll be okay. And I think they have a chance to surprise people in the pitching department. The hitting, I am here to punt that ball as far as it goes because I have no idea. I watched a lot of this group really produce in 2019, produce at a big-time major league level. And then I watched these same players, almost all of them, nosedive in 2020. Same guys, same hitting coach, Rick Eckstein, and just vanish. So you can have fun if you want with these stats. And, man, some of them are a lot of fun. I mentioned Newman's 700 batting average and 760 uh, OBP. 
but Adam Frazier's at 577 for a batting average. Uh, Brian Hayes at 441. Eric Gonzalez, 379. Brian Reynolds, 290. I find that one encouraging combined with his team leading three home runs. He's also got seven RBIs. Uh, Colin Moran is at 250 with a homer. Uh, even Gregory Polanco, who we've all written off as being, you know, past tense, is at 304 with a couple homers, two doubles, a triple. Anthony Alford, 261. They're hitting the ball. They're hitting the ball, and, and I just don't have to buy it. And I won't until I see it. Uh, Bradenton is a place where you can get very comfortable swinging the bat because you're rewarded sometimes even for lousy contact because the ball will just take off somewhere in the wind, and you get a couple bases, and you get out there, and you feel good about yourself, and you're clapping there, and the next time you're up, you're you're seeing the ball a little bit better because you're more confident. That is all taken away from you once you board that aircraft. Once you fly north, it is over. And if you're the Pirates, you hope that the approaches in the batter's box that you're seeing from Newman and Reynolds and Frazier, the more competitive overall plate appearances that they're having, the way they're fouling off pitches, the way they're laying off junk, especially Reynolds. That was a killer for him last summer. The way they're doing all these things, you hope that they can carry that into games, even if it doesn't produce immediate results. But to start getting excited about the the Pirates offense, I am... I am I reserve my right to be skeptical about this specific facet. Thanks for asking the question, PLM. That's good stuff. Thanks to everybody for listening to this. We will do another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow. University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.